When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast, but we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdumbdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for listening. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pun. Get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. There are plenty of different designs available, so there is guaranteed to be something you love. To show your love of Dum Dums and Dice, go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B. D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back. Redbubble.com slash people slash dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers. Welcome to One Shots, a Dumb Dumbs and Dice podcast where professional voiceover actors and improvisers tackle one-shot stories created in a variety of hit RPGs. I'm your host, DJ One Shot, and I'm here to welcome you back to Eberron. 
This arc features our DM, Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Mr. Pig, Tyler Hewitt as Peppercorn Littlefoot, and Laura Elizabeth as Resident Badass Mercy. Mr. Pig spent most of the group's money on a fancy chain, meaning they're at the back car of a train they need to get to the front of. Can they possibly find their target? Or will they all die on some kind of Snowpiercer train into a fantasy realm? Nobody knows, cause it's one shots! Eberron Edition, second episode. You are aboard a lightning train, um, which, as we said last episode, is a train car that is powered by a harnessed elemental. Um, the en- entire vehicle is large and ornate, and even where you are, kind of the the lowest, cheapest car on the train uh, is still damn fancy. Um, it's a sort of a large rectangular car. Um, this is the standing room only section, so there's kind of a... Uh, if you've uh, been on certain um, ferries have this where it's kind of like a like a bar that you can kind of sort of like lean sit on. Um, okay. It's usually like, like at the end of a subway car or, yep. or those various sorts of things. So you can kind of like pop a pseudo lean, but it's not exactly a comfortable space. Um, there are large windows um, that kind of uh, give you a view of the, the scenery shooting by outside, um, which is largely to distract you from... Uh, your fellow passengers, uh, of which there are many. I was going to say, is this thing jam-packed? Uh, it's pretty packed. It's yeah. not like shoulder-to-shoulder, shoulder, but it's definitely kind of like rush-hour traffic. Okay. Um, so you know that uh, Varen um, escaped uh, from a city kind of further up the coast. Um, you have boarded at Sharn. Uh, the next major stop is uh, the city of Rote, uh, which is large-ish. So you're hoping that some of the traffic will get off there. Um, but a lot of the travelers seem to have been on the train for quite some time. That said, there are also a bunch that just boarded um, at Sharn. So um, looking around, um, you're kind of at the back end of the car. Um, you know that uh, your car is actually midway through the train. Oh. Um, behind you, uh, you can kind of, uh, there's uh, sort of two, how best to describe this? I'm going to describe this left to right because that's how my brain works. Um, right being front of train, right left being, being back. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, okay. okay. So to your left, um, you know there is the caboose. Um, you know there's a lug- luggage section. Um, there's likely a guard sleeping car um, as well as, um, yeah, I think that's that's all that's to your left. Um, then there's kind of the lower, lower class purely passenger section. There's sort of a middle class passenger section. Um, followed by a, uh, a kitchen car, a dining car, a bar car, and then the VIP sleeper sections. So essentially you are several layers back from where you want to be. Um, it'll be up to you to figure out kind of how to move through the train. Um, they're all, as I said, there's all manner of people on board the train. Um, there is a guard posted, not a guard necessarily, but sort of a conductor. You know, there are guards around. Fair inspector. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, the, well, there's, there's the, the sort of, uh, yeah, fair inspector conductor type fellow, um, who's dressed in like a sharp blue suit, uh, with a little cap. Um, and, uh, he's, uh, sort of a, a an older elf. Um, he's got kind of a, a wispy beard. Um, and his job is to be the polite one. And then behind him are two human guards who are the less polite ones. I see. Um, so the guards are doing that thing where they're kind of out of the way, but visible. Um, whereas the, um, the, the fair inspector is sort of the liaison and he's going around and answering questions. Um, you can tell he's very overworked. Uh, he's got sort of big rings under his eyes. Looks like he's been up for a long time. Um, and, uh, you notice that his eyes are a little bit red. 
um, as he kind of makes his way around. And it's a lot of answering like, okay, no, that, um, that is, that's three stops from here. So I just need you to just wait very patiently and we will be there. But no, that is not the next stop. The next stop is City of Rote. Yes, Rote. Yes, no, no, you know, we were just in Sharn. You want to get off at Sharn? I'm afraid we can't go back. Sorry. And he's kind of doing that routine as he makes his way around the car. Okay. Uh, and outside you can kind of see, um, sort of the, uh, just sort of various landscapes sort of shooting by. The train goes very, very quickly. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, um, it hums ever so, so slightly with, uh, electrical current. Um, and think sort of, uh, as with most things in this world, um, sort of an art deco gold, um, detailing and kind of swirling, um, arcs kind of around mm. the walls and the doors. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to walk up to him. Um, and just try to get his attention by like tugging on his pant leg or something like that. Oh, um, uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, y- yes, sir. Um, what, what can I help you with? Uh, hello, uh, Garson. Uh, do you, um, do you have the time by any chance? Um, uh, yes, I do. He, uh, sort of pulls out a, a very elaborate, uh, clockwork, uh, timepiece. Uh, says it is, um, just a, a quarter past the hour. Oh, well, thank you. Hey, uh, so, so, uh. I just noticed what, what what's going on with you. Looking like you're uh, burning the midnight oil there. They they working you hard here? Uh yeah. Well, uh, I'm I'm sorry, sir. You're not supposed to notice those uh, such things. Of course, I the company gives me plenty of time to rest, and um, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm a very very happy uh, employee of of the uh, of, of the enterprise. Hey, come on, man. I'm not like a an auditor or anything like that. You're you're doing great. I see you working hard. Uh, it just seems like you're you're being worked too hard. I just want to know if, uh, you know, on the passenger side of things, if we could do anything to uh, help you out. Can you roll me a perception check? I've lost the d20. <laughs> Where did it oh, go? Oh, no. There's only one d20 in D&D. Oh, I had it the whole it's time. gone forever. <laughs> the d20 was in me the whole time. <laughs> um, you said that was a uh, perception? Uh, yes, please. Eleven. Uh, 11. Okay. So you notice that he, um, he seems to, uh, brush something off of the watch as he puts it back in his pocket and he says, Oh, um, uh, well, well, thank you. That's, that's very kind, but no, um, uh, uh, here on, uh, uh the, uh, the Thunderbolt line, uh, our job is to uh, provide you, uh, with the, 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 best quality of customer service. And of course I would never ask anything from you other than of course that you paid your fare on that note. May I please see your ticket? Oh yes, of course. I says, I um, to him. Like, oh, uh, yep, very good. Okay, everything seems to be in order here. So, uh, thank you. It seems like you've done all you can do for me. Yeah, uh, my, my pleasure. And I'm going to look down on the ground to see if I can spot what he flicked off of his watch. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll me investigation. I'll give you advantage because uh, we'll say that Baxley is helping you. Ooh, net 20. Boom. Um, so, I think adjusting your... That's a 26 with the modifier. Jesus Christ. Good God. Um, adjusting your lenses, um, I think you like flick one down that's particularly good at picking up alchemical substances. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, uh, you can see that, um, there seems to be, um, a powder, uh, that you recognize as being, um, essentially, uh, an artificial stimulant, uh, so meant to, to give a heightened awareness and alertness. So like similar to cocaine, but like fantasy cocaine. Okay. So I'll, I'll bend down and do like the, like CSI kind of thing of like picking it up and like rubbing it between my fingers. And I've got, like, my, my comrade in arms, Baxley, right beside me. And I'll look to him and be like, looks like someone's riding the rails in more than one sense. Am I right, boy? Yeah! 
Baxley, quiet, quiet, Baxley. Uh, yeah, that was the train taking a weird corner. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we play the credits. The nose rails. You see what I'm saying? Now nah, you get it. Um, so, uh, yeah, it uh, definitely looks like, um, and you've seen this before, um, I think it's actually a common enough thing amongst um, artificers, uh, particularly for anyone who's, like, deep in a project, too. You've, you've seen it. Um, do you think this is something that uh, Peppercorn would have dabbled in? Okay, well, if that's the way it is, Peppercorn might also just, like, run it along his gums and be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Okay, um... <laughs> I'm going to give you um, advantage on your next perception check. All of a sudden, I'm much, or at least I feel like I'm much more charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> but your score stays exactly yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah. Everyone yeah. loves me. <laughs> yeah, your collar gets just a little more pop. Um, wicked. So, yeah. So, you can tell that he's definitely uh, on a stimulant. Um, this, uh, you know, a lot of artificers take this in smallish doses to, to just kind of um, keep them a bit more aware. But you've also seen... Um, some artificers like uh, take large doses to keep them awake for several days. Wow. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Mercy, what are you doing? Um, I'm just, I'm turning to Mr. Pig and said, Piggy, are you comfortable? I'm, uh, doing all right. I got a stand, which I'm not crazy about, but, uh, I was like, uh, watching peppercorn work, you know? Would you like me to hold you? One hundred and ten percent yes. <laughs> and I just like scoop my arms like under his legs and just like pick him up. Just like holding him in front of me. And I curl up like a giant yeah. fat pig baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very comfortable. Um, across the uh, car from you, uh, there's um, a, a warforged uh, man and his large orc husband. And uh, the orc husband says, see, you never pick me up like that. Warforge is like, I've told you, Jerry, it hurts my arms. You are very large. As well, I'll take that as a compliment, but also a vague insult. And then they just continue to pick her quietly. Um, you get the sense that you may have ended their marriage. Or maybe not. Oh, wow. Maybe I, not. I'm not Who paying knows? attention to them. I'm a baby. Uh, <laughs> yes. I am looking at the door to the next train. To be specific, Tom, looking over this spell sheet on that you gave me, yep. I can turn invisible. Yes, <laughs> Excuse me? Is there a way for me to get through this door without being seen? Um, you'd have to stealth your way past, uh, but with invisibility, you'd have advantage on stealth checks, and if someone were to cause a distraction, I would say it, will, it would be much easier for you. I think in a lot of uh, these cases, particularly since um, we're doing a one-shot and it's kind of fast and loose, and this will just be kind of a, a general rule with, with a lot of the ones we do uh, on the network, um, I'm inclined to say, like, rather than, like, okay, so we're going to roll, like, one check and figure it out, um, come up with a plan, and then let's see how we can dice it out. So if your goal is to turn invisible and go through, the DC will be something, you'll have advantage because you're invisible. If you add something else, rather than giving you, like, double advantage, it's like the DC will continue to go down. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if it makes sense that it just happens, maybe it just happens. I don't yeah. know. So I see, it, I see it happen, but we wait for, like, Peppercorn to come back with information. So Peppercorn's given, smart. Given what I know mm -hmm. about... Artificers using stimulants and things like that. If I'm looking at this uh, fair inspector's face, his baggy eyes, how long has he been awake? Uh, you'd guess about three days. He's been awake three days, so definitely like being hmm. assisted by the yeah. The and okay. and to be clear, this is it's not that every artificer does this, but it is it's, it's it, common enough. It's common. Enough. It's like cocaine in a restaurant, like okay. in a restaurant kitchen. Like it's <laughs> it's common enough. It's not like every single person is oh, doing shit, it. But I'm it's, learning things or about like restaurant at university. Yeah, or like Red Bull at a tech firm. They didn't have any Red Bull in the fridge today, guys, and it killed me. <laughs> uh, anyway, Just Adderall and cocaine. 
<laughs> or as we call it, a Texas Hold'em. I'll see myself out. Anyway, okay, great. Uh, so um, peppercorn uh, with a little more spring in your step, uh, pro- probably like a, a little more like roll in your shoulder. You uh, <laughs> you uh, come on over to um, Mercy and uh, her cradled Mr. Pig. Uh, okay, guys. So um, I just uh, spoke with the fair inspector there. He is looking a little ragged. He's definitely been awake for like at least three days, um, and he's... He's keeping awake with a little bit of uh oh he's uh snort norcane <laughs> yeah what uh what some of us call uh fairy dust you know so uh here's uh here's the question uh, as we all know because we've done this so many times I can uh turn invisible uh <laughs> however there's people at the door who are watching so I can't just open the door and walk through uh do you think we could uh blackmail mr uh, snorty snorty nice time winter time uh to get through or uh Perhaps we uh, stagger this out. So, snorty, snorty, winter time. We try that up front. Uh, if that goes bad, mercy. Maybe you uh, kick up a nice big stink, and then uh, I go a little poofy, poofy, walkie dory uh, when security shows up because people get nervous around three hundred pound warforged. Uh, yeah, that sounds great to me. All right. Uh, good luck with the blackmail. Uh, uh, wait. Um. All right. No, I see where I fit into this. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, um, the fair inspector is, uh, he's talking, he's, he's telling the warforged and the orc to keep it down. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're being very apologetic, but also very passive aggressive to each other. Um, and, uh, you can, as you approach knowing what you're looking for now, you can see his fingers kind of, uh, almost like a gunslinger looking to like grab their, their gun, kind of just like a, almost rolling his fingers in anticipation of just like got a... Gotta get, uh, gotta get to that. So um, he's just—he's trying to talk them down. But you can see his shoulders rising, his fingers starting to twitch a bit. Uh, excuse me, uh, Garcon. And I'll <laughs> tug on his shirt sleeve again. Uh, 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 sirs, sirs, I, I will be—I'll be right back. You'll have to excuse me. Just please keep it down, just a little bit, uh, sir. With all due respect, you would hurt my arms too. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hello again, sir. Uh, do you need the time again? It has not been very long. Just add five to what I told you last time. Uh, no, I'm 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 pretty firm on the time. Um. <laughs> it's such a dick response to an incredibly dickish question. <laughs> like, perfect, great, very good. Look, I uh, I, I wanted you to know that I, I made an observation um, about about you know your your situation right now. I could tell you know you're. You're on something, right? Uh, a train, yes, we all are, sir. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's very clever. Yes, but thank I'm, you. It's the Thunderbolt. It's what we. It's the Thunderbolt line. That's you should have heard me and Maxley earlier. I made a, a pun about being on different rails, and that's what you're on right now, pal. Oh, uh, nose rails? Yeah. Oh, that is very funny. Nose that is rails. very funny. Um, <laughs> you but, got you. You got those nose nuggets. Well, then those are kind of boogers. You know what I mean, though. Uh, I do. I do. Listen, um, you. You're very square, and I I appreciate that. Um, it's almost as bad as calling like Red Bull and Adderall a Texas Hold'em. Just a real square thing to say. Well, that's cocaine and Adderall, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've had I've had a Texas Hold'em before. Okay, well, shit. All right. Uh, look, can we not talk about this here? Um, and he, he kind of looks around and uh, he says, um, "All right, look. Why, why don't you Why don't you join me Join me back over here? We, we can We can have a conversation." And he starts to lead you back towards the. Uh, left-hand side of the car, which will lead uh, sort of um, through the guard quarters. Like, it doesn't seem like he's going to stop there, um, but he's clearly kind of trying to lead you back into a more private space. 
And we're trying to have a distraction here. Okay, so... <laughs> well, I, or the blackmail works. Like, this is yeah. all just like, what can you get us? Yeah, okay, all right, yeah. So I'll, I'll go back with him. Um, I haven't given you a sending stone yet, have I? Uh, I think we've talked about it. Yeah. And, uh, you, you could send no. one with Baxley. No, I, I, yeah, I, think, I think I took one. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, well, we, we called you back to be like, yeah, give me the stone. We never said you gave it over, but I okay. imagine you did. Or Baxley poops uh, it in my I'll, hand. I'll, the other thing is, like, I pull out the sending stone, like, we made him. And it was just my coat pocket goes, we made him. And it's yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but we also look over and see you going into yeah. the back car. Yeah. 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 Um, I'll also say um, we're going to use a mechanic uh, that I've stolen from Blades in the Dark called Stress and Modified uh, for our purposes here. It's a, it's a mechanic we use a lot on uh, Dum Dums and Dice Network here. Um, but basically, uh, each of you has five points of stress. Um, rather than doing elaborate planning sessions, um, you have these points of stress that you can spend uh, to basically tell me why you have something. So in this case, it makes sense to me that you would have given him, a, given them a sending stone at some point. Explicitly like, yes, take this stone. Yes. And, uh, and obviously we did some time jumps, so like it yeah. makes sense. Um, but you can spend stress to kind of fill in those gaps. So it's like, of course I would have stopped and bought a soda before we left. Um, you tell me what you want. I'll tell you how much stress it costs, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, but basically, I want um, a soda. Don't waste your stress on soda. <laughs> oh, fine. I wanted five sodas. <laughs> <laughs> and all I, I keep the sending stones. <laughs> and all I got was this shitty necklace. Um, yeah, cool. So okay. yeah, you can basically spend them for flashbacks. Um, <laughs> wicked. Okay, so <laughs> you're like, I got him, and we're like, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we see you leaving. <laughs> Um, all right, so you're led um, back through the uh, the guard car, mm-hmm. um, and um, it's kind of what you'd expect. Um, it's, uh, you know, sort of, uh, there, there's a, a couple of um, sort of card tables set up. Um, there's a couple of guards uh, playing uh, a game of poker. Um, you can see um, there's some other ones uh, sort of cleaning their weapons. Um, all the weapons on board seem to be kind of... Um, sort of cudgelly nightstick type deals um, okay. for, for kind of close quarters um, combat if needed. Um, you can see there are uh, a number of more lethal things, kind of um, a bunch of short swords, um, hand axes, that sort of thing. Um, but they are all safely locked in uh, sort of a glass cabinet. Okay. Um, they don't seem to be standard issue. It's more uh, if there's true danger, uh, as well as things like bows and crossbows and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, the guards look up, but uh, the... Uh, ticket taker's name is Hilltalk. Uh, Hilltalk just kind of uh, wa- waves them off and um, takes you kind of back into the luggage car. So the luggage car is a massive sort of three-story uh, car with um, just sort of racks and racks of luggage. Um, it's dimly lit. Um, there's sort of one overhead um, sort of blue fire lantern um, that's sort of... Uh, uh, mystically enchanted. There's just kind of drifts back and forth as the train moves um, and kind of casts shadows around the room. Um, and the entire room kind of has a, a, a vaguely stale scent to it of, of kind of uh, old leather and, and that sort of thing. Um, so Hilltalk says, okay, so uh, look, obviously I'm not supposed to be doing arcane on the job. Um, and they've got a huge problem with fairy dust uh, here at, at, on, on, uh, at, at Thunderbolt Industries. Um, I really I don't want this to be a big deal. So hey, can, can we I, not I, I make don't this a big it, deal? Yeah, I don't want it to be a big deal either. But look, there was some confusion at the ticket booth. I had a coupon, uh, but they wouldn't let me and my friends into the VIP section. Uh, so if you could escort us there, that's all we're looking for is to just move up a couple cars. Okay, well, um, it, it, I'm afraid it's it's not quite as simple as that. Um, you see, I myself used to be a steward in the VIP cars, uh, unfortunately, I made friends with one too many clients, and hence the arcane addiction. 
uh, and uh, they they demoted me back here. This is kind of my last chance. Uh, I'm not unlike you. This is this is my coupon. So he, here I am. Um, but listen, uh, <laughs> this is my coupon. <laughs> uh, my. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Uh, if you could get me reinstated in the VIP lounge. Uh, I might be able to help you out. Uh, my old p- boss, Joanne, had a real, <laughs> real uh, grudge against me. Uh, she, uh, she, yeah, she, she didn't didn't like my style or my puns. Um, so I was in uh, I was in in deep trouble. So uh, if you could, uh, you know, if you could cause trouble, I mean, if the conductor had to come back and and talk to Joanne and she was out of the way, um, my buddy um, Murr is the. Uh, well, he's he's the, he's next in line. So if you got Joanne out of the picture, I'm sure he'd he'd bring me right back up there. We're we're good buds. We uh, go fishing. Oh, cool. Yeah, no fishing buddies. Totally. Um, what does Joanne look like? Just so I can keep an eye out for her. Um, she is a uh, she's a shifter. Um, you'll oh, notice boy. that um, she's got uh, 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 very kind of a canine features. Um, uh, she's a little jowly, um, but uh, she doesn't like anyone to talk about that. Um, but, uh, I tell you when, uh, when, when the mood hits her, when, when she kind of lets the beast out, she is, uh, she's an angry lady. So don't, don't piss her off. Or, and I give him like the finger guns and say, do, right? or, or, or do, I guess. I mean, if you, if you can get her out of the picture, whatever you need to do, man. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll just ask her to leave or something. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to think that maybe I bet on the wrong horse here, bud. No, no, I've, I've got people for this. Uh, here, uh, let me show you. Can we can we bring my friends up here? Uh, look, it's very easy for me to bring one person back here because it seems like I'm dealing with a luggage problem. If I bring uh, three back, it looks like a conspiracy. What if you, uh, you just hear it from, from your pocket, <laughs> like, what if you uh, give him the stone? <laughs> Wait, you're wearing a stone wire? You're some, uh, kind, of, you're some kind of narc? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, this is just, uh, these are my friends that I wanted to bring through here. Wait, do they, are they on the other, uh, why are you talking to a stone? Well, look, look, say hi. Hi. Hey, uh, how you doing? See? Hello. Okay, that, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. Right, yeah, do you want it? I mean, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah. Well, okay, great. That, give, thanks for the magic the rock, yeah, all right, great. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, And so, I pull it back from his hands, and I'm just like, is that what you meant? Give him the stone? No, I, I meant, yeah, we can talk about it. Not like a permanent thing. So oh, uh, he's got, he's got, he's like, he's got the stone now. Uh, okay, perfect. So uh, a new friend, you say you got this, uh, you need somebody to take a walk, right? Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you could get Joanne kicked off the train, fired, uh, whatever you got to do, that'd be great. Cool. So uh, how do we cause trouble that won't get us kicked off? Like what, uh, what to get her to come back and then uh, what gets her fired? Well, I mean, uh, the odds of Joanne coming back to uh, the rabble car. Uh, sorry, that's what we call it. We call it the rabble car. The technical term is the pleb pen. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, uh, if you, uh, she rarely leaves. I'm a pig in a pen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, you're you're a funny fellow. Always joking, this one. But it seems like you have a real love connection there. That's really nice. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, I just met a couple in whoa. Trouble in paradise. Um, anyway, so hang on to that happiness. Um, yeah, so uh, Joanne doesn't really leave the VIP car. Uh, that's kind of her domain. Um, but, uh, you know, people from the pleb pen can occasionally get invited uh, up to the dining car, which would get you very close. So maybe angle for that. Yeah, so uh, how, do we, uh, how do we get that invite? Eh? Uh, well, I mean, you, you'd, have to, you'd have to charm someone. Oh, that's easy. We're all extremely charming. Or bribe them, or maybe threaten them. I, I don't know. There's, uh, 
There's like, a variety of people on, on board this car. Who knows? Maybe someone has a connection. All right. Uh, let's uh, do a little investigation uh, amongst the, uh, the plug pen, you know? Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised how many incredibly well-connected rich people want to travel on the cheap. All right, we got ourselves a uh, little bit of a plant. Let's uh, try this one out. All right, uh, thank you, uh, friend. Uh, uh, His name's Hilltalk. My name is Hilltalk, yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Mainly, I just heard, uh, you know how sometimes when you're wrapped in fabric, it just grinds against your ears so you can't hear nothing? That was pretty much the stone experience. I I see. Well, I've never been wrapped in fabric, but that sounds horrible. Yeah, just uh, rub a blanket on your ear one time. You know what? I might just do that now. Uh, and uh, as you leave, he's rubbing a little. And he's like, "Oh, that is that is terrible. I, I can't hear it. Oh God. Oh, that's what that. Oh no." Um, and uh, the three of you uh, reconvene back in the plaid pen. So um, you guys can go ahead and roll me investigation checks. Uh, what are you specifically trying to find? I want to find because uh, I've got like an innate sense, so I can usually spot rich people because rich people are rare and they smell like truffles and i <laughs> am a pig person so i can i can smell money in a pocket like i know it but i'm also looking for like rich people who look like they'd be real easy to lean on like i want dumb richos <laughs> this is my my type i'm looking for people that are having a little bit too much of a thrill to be traveling in this kind yeah. of car people sure, who think yeah. they're really roughing it <laughs> Some, someone in like a poor person costume. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're just constantly like elbowing their friend, being like, "Hey, look at this!" And uh, no meal service or whatever. <laughs> being like, you know. And mercy, um, I feel like investigation isn't really your jam. God no. <laughs> what do you think you'd be looking for? Um. Uh, I. <laughs> can I can I offer something for you? Yes, please. Okay, so given your history of as being a medical bot, uh, yeah. I, I doubt this is on your character sheet, but I'm going to give this to you because it makes sense uh, from a fiction standpoint. Um, I think maybe what you could look for using a medicine check is people who look a little too healthy. Ah, oh yeah. Um, Because in the same way that Tyler's looking for people who are having too much of a thrill, if there's someone who's got like incredibly well manicured hands Mm -hmm. and clearly hasn't had to work at all, that is, I think, the kind of thing, like rather than doing an investigation, I think it's more you using your expertise to be like, this is a person who's never been injured. (laughs) Whose parts display the least damage? That's, that's, yeah, that's a great idea. Because my my original plan was just to go from person to person asking if they enjoyed fine dining experiences. So (laughs) I think that's also very good. No, no, no. The medicine makes way more sense. <laughs> it's a lost opportunity. <laughs> Do you like fine dining? <laughs> Have you seen a menu lately? Have you <laughs> seen a menu lately? Um, Was the menu in French? <laughs> so, uh, Laura, go ahead and uh, roll with advantage on that. Okay. Um, because I think as a former medical bot, again, this is a, a yeah. thing you're good at. Uh, so everybody go ahead and roll and then uh, tell me what happens. So I rolled already. I got a 14. I got an 11. I also got an 11. And a problem with everybody's money in this car is uh, they smell like poor. <laughs> so, um, Ryan, you start sniffing around, and oh man, you can you can totally. <laughs> Ooh, that. Gross. You can uh, yeah. This is a 4D podcast. Um, you can definitely smell truffles, and you're getting really really excited um, until you. Um, oh find... baby, my tail is curling. <laughs> You uh, you find um, a small uh, uh, like gnomish teenager, um, and as you walk up, uh, you can see him spraying uh, axe truffle under his uh, armpits, uh, and uh, you realize that oh, it's not it's not co- like the, what you're actually smelling was truffle and douchebag, but unfortunately, that normally is a rich person. So, what do you know? This is uh, real disappointing. 
I'll sell. You're telling me. I thought I was going to pick up on this train. You're not that smart, are you? Ow. <laughs> we just met. <laughs> yeah, well, you, we're both disappointing each other. So you rich? <laughs> um, Mercy, you begin to kind of stomp your way up and down the car, and um, uh, you're kind of um, looking to everyone, but unfortunately, given your recent mode of destruction, uh, it's harder to find the things that would suggest that someone's healthy and more like, oh, that person has terrible upper body strength. I bet I could break them. <laughs> and, oh, th- that person's posture is terrible. Their head would be so close to my knee if I wanted to hit them. Yeah. Uh, so you realize that you could kill like a significant number of people <laughs> in this train. Unfortunately, that does tell you nothing about uh, their financial status. Mm-hmm. Hey friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yeah, so I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right, that address that I totally just said. Go there, join Dum Dums and Dice, support the show. It's going to be great. However, uh, Peppercorn, Mm. um, as you're wandering around, um, you find um, a couple of half-orcs who are wearing... uh, for lack of a better term, like designer torn jeans. Okay. Like it's like they're, they they're wearing, them that they're way? wearing like peasant clothing, but it's, it's all a little too meticulous. Okay. Um, it's a look. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, one of them is saying to the other one, um, they're just kind of saying, Oh, this is, you know, Oh, such squalor. I, I, I'm so disappointed. We couldn't get any of those, <laughs> those coupons. And that one goes, <laughs> Oh yeah. I, I really wish we, we, we could afford mag- magazines. You know, <laughs> it's really hard to afford the things that you put on top of a toilet for when you're in the bathroom. That's that's terrible. And the other guy's like, yeah, that's real bad. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting bored of this. I really hope we can get off soon. And I'll... Uh, I'll... <laughs> God, yeah, I don't like them. Um, <laughs> but we need them. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll slide into their DMs and say... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello. I'm just picturing a hand in one of their ass. Like that's all I have right now. No, it's like I'm riding a skateboard and I just like I glide. Into Hello, the fellow show. kids. You just yeah. rescue business your way in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I come in and I say, um, "Hello, uh, garçons." God. The two of you. Um, uh, that is technically correct French. Yeah. What's going on? I mean, I don't know French. No one taught me that in prep school. No. Yeah. Me neither. We're both. And I wink. We're both pretty poor. And then, <laughs> and their All jaw, three of us. Their jaws drop, and they, they lean in, and they're like, hey, did you, you read that magazine about adventure pouring, too? Uh, if you read I had my butler read it to me, then yeah. <laughs> they're like... Uh, they just look at each other, and they're like, oh, shit, we thought we were the only ones slumming it today. That's awesome. Well, no, do you want to hear, like... The real cool kind of like slumming it experience. Well, well uh, isn't it riding this this train for one stop? That's well, what we were told. That's no, why that's we got... like surface level stuff. Uh, if you want a real story to tell your friends, yeah, you gotta like all the other lower class folk try to sneak into the VIP. 
cars, you see. We gotta sneak. Uh, uh, but, like, could I just show them my diner's club pass? Like, wouldn't that be enough? Oh, look, I didn't bring mine because I was going for the authentic experience, so I'll take yours. One of them punches the other guy in the shoulder. He's like, I fucking told you, Tony! He's like, I'm sorry, man. I just, you know... Okay, well, you, no, no, this guy's right. This guy's right. It's much more fun if we have to try. And he rips it off his jacket and he throws it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately flip over my character sheet to see if I can do anything about that. I don't <laughs> think I can. I will cast Cure Wounds. Oh, I was going to say, Tom, can I cast <laughs> Snare? Do I see this? No, unfortunately, you are busy talking to an incredibly truffly smelling gnome about whether or not he's rich. Yeah. <laughs> and he's telling you about like all the, the, the trouble he's having with like the boys and girls he has crushes on at school. And like he doesn't know why any of them don't like him, but like they all seem to like older people who are a little bit more sophisticated. But like he's really trying, but like, you know, he's just trying to come into his own. He thought maybe by riding the train he'd be cool. Like Noam Kerouac, the guy he's reading about. But he's worried he's going to be more like Noam Chomsky. And anyway, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. So, um, no, you don't. Um, Tyler, do you have anything you can cast? <laughs> no. Great. Uh, so you watch it flitter out and they're like, oh, man, that's, that's really good poor person. Like look, look how look how look how longingly he stared at the, at the riches we threw. Though you're really good at this. Uh, but thanks. Um, do you have what as well? Don't throw it out if you no, do. No, I left it at home. It was fucking Tony's the only one who wanted to bring his. I wanted the authentic experience. I didn't even wear underwear today. Oh that's boy. what poor people do, right? No, that's just gross. That's <laughs> called going commando. Yeah. Okay. And, and Tony, Tony just shakes his head and he's like, "You get it. I wore my silk undies." Well, that sounds pretty nice. My mom picked them for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kirk wanted to take it too far. Isn't that right, Kirk? And Kirk's like, shut up, man. So wait, it's Kirk and Tony. Do I have that right? Uh, yes, short for Kirkumberland and uh, Tonarius. <laughs> what's, uh, what, what's, what's your poor person name and then also super cool Patrician name? Well, I guess my poor person name is Peppercorn Littlefoot. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that sounds like a guy who couldn't afford a ticket to the VIP. <laughs> Doesn't it? Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> Peppercorn. That's ridiculous. And, that's what my uh, butler's name would be. My, my if, rich, I, if I knew it. My rich person name is the uh, 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 Huffington Post. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> Huffington Post? Yeah, Lord of Huffington the Anorian Post. Posts. Yeah. I mean, oh. don't tell anyone. I mean, we won't tell anyone. <laughs> Man, oh. where is this conversation going, huh? <laughs> uh, tell you what, me and my friends are we're getting a little sick of the old, you know, riding the rails and slumming it kind of routine. Do you want to just head up to the VIP car together, get a drink? Well, I mean, I don't know, man. I kind of want to sneak in now, like like you said. Let, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do are that. Are you we, sure you're up for it? Uh, are 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 we up for it? We came up with the names Kirk and Tony all on our own. No one has ever been named those names no, ever that's before. True. This is Aberon. Nobody's name is fucking Tony. Yeah, we're awesome. <laughs> we're awesome and we're canon now. Okay, cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, look, I'll get my rich friends uh, and we'll all go as like a group. And then if we get caught or whatever, we, you know, you could show up your silk underwear and we'll all just vouch oh, for each other. we won't get caught because we're real good at being poor. Oh, no, yeah, totally. Well, Holy shit, did... Did you bring a Warforged butler? Yes. Oh, that is sick. I mean, you know, people told us we couldn't have Warforged butlers anymore, but that's pretty awesome. You must oh, have yeah. a lot of money. The posts must be hella rich. They are. We are. I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll just sit in that silence. So just like, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, the two of them also sit in awkward silence. Um, and at one point, um, uh, you can see um, uh, shit. Who is it? Is it Kirk who has underwear? I don't know no, anymore. Tony. I think it's the same guy to me. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Kirk was the one who wanted to take it too far and is not wearing underwear. Okay, great. Tony is wearing so, silk underwear. Yeah. Okay. So you see, uh, but Tony also brought his diner's club pass that he threw out the window, right? Uh, so you see, Tony. I'm just, embarrassed that I could answer yeah. that question. <laughs> you, see, you see, Tony just kind of like shift comfortably and, and kind of sigh, <laughs> um, and you see, see Kirk just kind of like pulling in his pants and just with just a slight tremble in his jaw and, and uh, of discomfort. Um, and then, uh, balls are right on that seam. <laughs> Mercy, um, you're, you're striding over, uh, Mr. Pig, do you have anything to say to, do you have any words of advice for I think, the teenager before yeah, like, you leave him? Halfway through it, it sort of shifted to having a real conversation where I realized he was just troubled and making bad choices. I'm like, ah, so, uh, the thing is, it's not about them being older. It's just about, uh, they being who they are. So don't try to like put on truffle spray. You, you smell like a douche. It makes people think you're some sort of rich asshole, and then they waste their time when they're trying to get further on in the train. Uh, instead, just uh, just be you. And then if you're you, that's cool. Also, uh, learn to kill people, get a robot hand. All right, have a good one. Uh, and then I just like head away and wave with my jade hand. He watches you go with just like adoration in his eyes, and he looks down at his arm, and he's like... Yeah, Kerouac would totally cut off his own arm. Um, and you, uh, you meet back up with uh, Peppercorn, who introduces you to Tony and Kirk. Um, what do you announce their names as? Uh, well, I introduce them as their poor person names. I say, uh, these are their aliases, guys. And I, like, wink very hard at Mr. Pig, knowing that Mr. Pig will have to carry the weight over to Mercy, because I don't think Mercy's going to pick up anything I'm putting down. Uh, so I will say, this guy's fake poor person name is Mr. Pig. Because <laughs> he looks like a pig. That's, yeah, poor people only name themselves after what they see in the mirror. That's great. That is that's that is great. Uh, and this is Mercy. But we have our real rich aristocrat names, of course. So Mr. Pig, you know, take it away. Because uh, you know me already, Huffington Post. Yeah, and my name is uh, the Mysterious Pigs a lot. Yep. Oh, damn, that's cool. Rich people are mysterious. And this here is uh, Mercy. Warforged don't do the whole name thing. So, what's it like being a Warforged butler? They say both looking intently, specifically at Mercy and not at Mr. Pig. I'm just, uh, I will loudly declare, you do not speak to my butler <laughs> unless, unless I give the go ahead. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, Lord Post. I mean, <clears throat> Peppercorn Littlefoot. Okay. Uh, we, we won't. Uh, we just think, man, we, th- we think you're, you're real badass for a butler. All right. She sure is. Uh, I, I- I'm just like standing there, like completely blank face, just like realizing, like I am lost. There's something that has gone completely over my head. I will remain silent. So, do you think in these instances that Mercy keeps quiet? Um, well, I guess, like, has she been on enough of these now with Mr. Pig that she kind of gets at this at this point? Yes, because I don't. Yes, because I uh, I have no clue what's going on. Excellent. Okay, so um, with but that, just, all just don't give me the faintest clue. Because then we're in trouble. <laughs> uh, okay, so with that, um, the five of you begin to uh, sneak up uh, towards the front of the car. Um, you approach, and um, you see he'll talk. Um, 
who is uh, just kind of like uh, nods to you and um, kind of steps to one side. Um, and uh, the two guards kind of uh, step in front. And they're like, oh, um, sorry, folks. Uh, this is this is the uh, the, the, the car that uh, you've paid for. Uh, isn't that right, Mr. Hilltalk? Uh, you checked their tickets, right? And Hilltalk kind of looks at you guys, but he's clearly a little bit panicked. He's, he's not a great liar. And he goes, uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. No, they're supposed to be here, I think. He's also on Arcane. He's... <laughs> A little jittery. So uh, let me let me tell you about. Uh, I want to start a roller coaster park. <laughs> it's just insane <laughs> shit coming yeah. from the corner of them. Um, so what is your what is your approach with these? You're just gonna try and like sneak past the guards when they aren't looking. What's uh, um, I, I, I think uh, Mr. Piggle just lean forwards and shove the two legitimate rich guys in the front, hoping they try to bluff but get recognized. <laughs> and then if they get caught, maybe we can sneak past while they're getting arrested. <laughs> That's our distraction if you want to go invisible. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the two rich guys stumble forward, and they're like, whoa, too authentic. Um, <laughs> and um, the guards uh, kind of get uh, pushed forward with them into the, into the other car, uh, and one of them says, uh, whoa, 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 hang, hang on, hang on. Get, get your hands off me. What's your, what's your deal? Um, and the guy's like, oh, shit, oh, shit, man. I'm sorry, I thought I could do this. Uh, look, my name is Tenarius, and I'm... Uh, he rolls a 16 for uh, persuasion. So he actually convinces the, the, the guard. He's like, my name is Daenerys. I'm super rich and I just wanted to slum it for a bit. And they're like, oh, that goddamn Esquire article got so many new people on here. Listen, it's very bad for business if you are caught back here. So um, he, he picks up uh, Tony and Kirk and then he, he like glowers at the three of you. And he's like, oh, Daenerys, you ruined it for all of us, all of us rich folk. Well, let's go, I guess. Lead on, gentlemen. Yeah, no fun poor car for you guys. Come on. Ah, uh, shoot. I mean, can't we just spend like one more minute? No. Uh, no sir, beans. sir, sir. Yes. There's a fancy car waiting for you full of soft cushions and nice mints. Oh, uh, shucks. Uh, what, a, what a waste of all the uh, time coming up with these poor names. Yeah. In- indeed it was. You jerks. No, come with me, <laughs> rich jerks. I wanted to exploit the disenfranchised <laughs> some more, but uh, here no, we uh, are, I, I guess. <laughs> you want to do that? Then you should buy the train. I thought I could uh, continue to create more wealth for myself <laughs> while claiming to give jobs to people I did not support. Uh, sir, you, you're welcome to do that from the front cars. There are other wealthy industrialists up there who would be happy to help you. Yeah. We just can't have you back here ruining the day of these and fine I, folks. I, just, I wave mercy forward. So <laughs> once we get out of earshot of the guards, I was like, I, I knew they were doing it. I knew it. I knew they knew they were doing it. Bullshit. Um, I just say, you're right, dear. <laughs> mercy the long-suffering uh <laughs> and i just like i like link first, my arm in in hers because she's so much bigger than me even though i'm big it's still like a struggle for me to walk arm in arm but i'm, I'm putting the time in your elbows like up by your head yeah yeah okay so um they take you forward into what is essentially sort of the middle class car um, they're not going to take you all the way to the vip lounge because none of you have your diners club passes um uh tony's looking particularly smug when they're like sorry we can't take you further and he's like hmm <laughs> You're right. They can't, can they? Um, but you now have access to kind of the middle class car and the dining car. So you're, I would say, in terms of like where you fall on the train cars, if you were in kind of the back third, you're now in the middle third. So much closer to the VIP section and to the engine, um, much further away from the guards and the lower class cars. Um, you are close currently, you're in the dining car. The bar car is kind of a VIP lounge. Mm. Um, however, VIP patrons do occasionally come into the dining car. 
sometimes they have their food served to them, but if they want to kind of mingle, they can do it here. Um, you're also close to the kitchen car where you can hear kind of um, a variety of, of plates clattering and that sort of thing. So I, I would like to find a quiet area in the dining room and take out the, what is it, sending stone? Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, uh, Hiltak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey uh, did you guys get arrested or did you do good? No, we, we did pretty good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're in the, the middle car. So is, jo- is Joanne here or do we got to go further? What, oh, no, what do we no, got to no. do? She's, uh, there, there's uh, executive security uh, in the VIP section. It's, oh, God. Oh, God. Hey, sorry, guys. I got to call you back. Some guy's trying to cut his arm off. What? Uh, something, uh, executive security. I may have misled a child would be the short answer. Oh, However, man. probably going to be cooler when he's done. So the tw- 27 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the dining car is uh, sort of a large, ornate car. Um, there's sort of two that you can see. There's sort of a grand uh, lounge dining car that's um, attached to the VIP bar. Um, you're in kind of the general dining area. So think um, it's certainly not bad. Uh, the tables are nice. Everything's sort of like um, hardwood. Uh, there's some nice kind of benches. Uh, the windows are much larger. They reach all the way up to the ceiling. So you get a, a view of the sky as well. Um, and, um, there's uh, just sort of a number of, of people, um, you can see some, some people are definitely, um, uh, sort of higher up in the, the houses. You can see a couple of, um, people wearing their dragon marks, uh, very proudly, which indicates that they're sort of of a particular lineage. Um, but, uh, sort of a wide mix of people, um, in, in a fairly busy room. So are people bringing like butlers or staff back and forth with them if they have a VIP pass or is it one person, one pass? Uh, so it's one person, one pass. Uh, basically the way it's working right now is there's the executive. So I guess we'll say like first class dining, you're in regular class dining right now. Um, first class dining is attached to the VIP lounge beyond the lounge is VIP security. Beyond that is the VIP cars themselves. Great. Do the passes, cause I imagine we've seen people if they're wearing them on their clothes and shit, do they have like photos and names on them or is it a simple, like I've got the card cause no, I got you, it flying. You flash in. a crest or a pin. Cool. Oh, okay. That's doable. So, uh, is there like a bathroom near where we are where people like go to take a shit? <laughs> That's like separate. Like essentially what I'm looking for is a place where we could theoretically, Ambush, punch, and throw someone off the train, but steal their crest. I like that you elaborated further on bathroom. (laughs) Like, any bathrooms, you know, where people take poops? (laughs) One of them fancy pooping bathrooms? I don't need just the urinal. I I need Um, the full poop buffet. Yes, yes. They're each individual. (laughs) That one got me. God. (laughs) They're each individual uh, bathroom, like, not stall isn't quite the right term, but they're essentially closets. Like, they're, they're individual rooms. Okay, cool. Do they have windows? Um, yes, they have some, uh, sort of, uh, oh, actually, you don't know, roll me a, this is basically a world crafting check. So, um, roll me with, uh, I say investigation. Sure. I'll be nice. 18, 18. Um, yep. So they have, um, round, uh, portholes. They aren't exactly, um, sort of, uh, mid-sized person sized, but you know, it's a little work. Mercy could push them through. <laughs> All right, so we can uh, <laughs> we can put the time in. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll, uh, if we can. So, how many bathrooms are there, Tom? Um, there are four at your end of the car. You can tell there are others in the the sort of like first class dining area, but here there's kind of uh, similar to if you've been on like a Via Rail train here in Canada. There's kind of like bathroom units at the end of the the train car. So there's sort of two and two. Cool. Mm-hmm. Then I think we're um, all gender neutral because we live in a society. God damn it. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I'm imagining but gender neutral bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> As most progressive societies yeah. uh, enact themselves. Uh, this is a real 
It's a real first world demonstration here. Uh, so I think what will happen is we'll stand near the back if everybody's on board for that. Uh, yeah, pull everybody together. I'm like, uh, here's, here's uh, what I'm thinking. So if we stand near the bathroom, I can, uh, let's say, wait outside a stall as though there's a line and be like, no, you go first because you look uh, richer than me. Uh, we let him go into the bathroom. Boom, bully in behind them. Uh, mercy, you block the crowd so nobody else can come mm-hmm. and uh, take a shit because you're real big. Uh, shock and grasp, shock and grasp, shove through a porthole. Uh, I keep the the pin. We do that, I don't know, three times. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we move it along. Uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds foolproof. <laughs> Great. Can you uh, get a lot of coffee in Kirk and Tony? Because... Uh, <laughs> It's just a bonus for me. They uh, they weren't nice to Mercy. Oh, uh, I don't think they're wearing their pins. I think they they wore their costumes for this little adventure of theirs. Uh, it's a uh, net neutral for me on uh, who I get to shove out a porthole. Okay, well, I mean, let's get our three first, and then if we have time, we'll coffee them up and push the piss out of them. <laughs> okay, so how are you going to? You're just going to kind of wait for people to use the washroom. I I am. I, I don't know if there's a. Uh, I mean, that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, I'm just I asking think that's you're probably kind of, the most. So, effective like, you're going to lurk near is. the washroom. Mercy, where are you going to be during this? Um. Oh, oh. I, we we only have to get two because uh, when one of you goes through, I can turn invisible. <laughs> just go through well, at the same time. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. War for yeah yeah. We need one for both because the robot needs one. Well, let me see if. Uh, Baxley could maybe help us out too. Maybe Baxley could like cuddle up with one of them. You know, he's a people steel defender. Yeah, um, he can just uh, <laughs> lean gently on their bladder until they uh, they got to pee. Yeah, or even like nip the pit off their blouse or something. I don't know. He's a crafty pup. Let's uh, let's have Baxley go one way. We'll do the other. Yeah. If uh, things go wrong, maybe somebody uh, picks us up some stuff. Okay, so um, Ryan, can you roll me? Uh, we'll do investigation again, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, roll me an investigation check. Um, Tyler, uh, can you roll me a sleight of hand check? Using uh, Baxley's stats? Yes, please. Okay. Or a charisma check. I take either one from the dog. Um, oh, and he's going to use dex. Mercy, I think, and I, I apologize you've been doing a lot of non-rolling e stuff, but I don't mm-hmm. know that you would attempt to... Would you attempt to help this in any way? Well, I mean, I think uh, as a medic, I could... I think I could convince people to go to the bathroom. Uh, 100% yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so can you roll me a medicine check, and then yeah. I want you to tell me what you tell someone. You can that, have it. 20 total. Great. I rolled a 17. 17? Tyler? Uh, I rolled a 13. 13? Okay, so I'm going to say that Baxley is cool at, like, nipping at people, um, but they're like, oh, nope, not not, not for peppercorns, not for peppercorns, sweet little peppercorns, not for peppercorns. And then they, like, stuff food in, in Baxley's mouth. <laughs> just like, hot, dark, that, like, cookie monster just like, falls out. They're like, oh, that's quite cute. He will not absorb any calories from that. <laughs> Silly peppercorn. Um <laughs> <laughs> I like that character a lot. I don't know who he is yet, that but is, I like him. I was going to say, that seems to be every rich person that's in this a, car. kind of evil dandy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the evil dandy car. Um, so no dice for Peppercorg. Um, uh, well, Mercy. If I've ever heard an episode title, no dice for Peppercorg <laughs> is my fucking winner. <laughs> I'm writing that down so we remember it for later. It's by the uh, Coen brothers. No dice for peppercorks. Um, all right, so uh, Mercy, you approach a table, um, and um, you can see there's a, um, we'll say, 
a... I don't know. You probably go for somebody you think we could fit through a porthole. Yeah. Yeah. So you find um, there's a, uh, a human uh, a human man who's just kind of crouched over over his food. Um, and he's doing that thing where it, it's a, clearly a very fancy meal. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has just made a complete mess of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he's kind of poking at it with his fork and kind of like moving it around his plate and sighing discontentedly. Um, he's kind of a, an average size guy, um, seems to be wearing kind of fine robes. Um, you get the sense that uh, he probably works in one of the mystical orders of some sort. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got sort of um, a, a sigil around his neck. Um, but uh, the food just isn't doing it for him. He's just, you know, kind of poking it around and sighing wistfully out the window. Um, so I, I will I will approach him and I will... <laughs> This is where my medic training comes in handy. I'm going to kneel down mm-hmm. beside him and just and put a hand gently onto his arm and say, Sir, I apologize for having to tell you this. I am a medic. I am trained. You must expel all of the food <laughs> that you have consumed immediately. There is a reason you did not enjoy it. I just thought it was because there wasn't enough salt. Please, the bathroom is just this way. But wait, what's going to happen to me if I don't? You will lose your penis. <laughs> <laughs> he stands almost austerely, and he puts sort of a hand on the side of your face, and he says, you, madam, truly are a miracle worker. And then he swipes the food off the table, and he says, Garcon, I will eat no more of your penis-restricting slop! <laughs> um, and then he marches to the bathroom and you can see at least three other dudes kind of look down at their plates in, in horror. And I look at the guy coming to the bathroom and I'm like, hey, uh, I heard you might be uh, threatening your penis. Why don't you go first? <laughs> oh, please. I wouldn't talk to a pig man. Uh, and he walks into the bathroom and closes the door. Well, yeah, I definitely am following him into shock and grasp him before he closes it. Um, <laughs> okay, can you roll me a uh, dexterity save, please? Am I watching this? Um, or am I still... Yes, yeah, I think... I th- well, unless you're watching um, Baxley. Uh, but I think maybe you just leave Baxley to do, yeah, do yeah, his I thing. Trust All right, so then, yeah, you could be watching this. All right, I'm going to cast my first spell. I'm going to cast Guidance. and Roll a d4. Ooh, Give you a little ooh, bit of extra you. juice. That's a four. And I need the help. <laughs> that is a ten. So With you, my four? Yeah, man, I rolled real bad. Ooh, so boy. you get your foot in the door, and uh, it slams on you painfully. Uh, you'll take uh, four points of damage. It hits you real bad. Jesus. Um, and uh, he goes, um, pardon me, I don't know how they do things in the porcine way, but uh, this one's occupied. I have penis-saving measures I must implement immediately. They might involve uh, the evacuation of certain substances from my body. So, And I say, oh, oh I'm so sorry, so sorry. I'll, I'll get out of your way. Just a second, you got something on your jacket. Uh, and I'll go to, like, brush his shoulder using my jade hand, but I will grab him and catch shock and grasp. <laughs> Shit, okay. Um, <laughs> Tyler, I think as you're, you're casting guidance on him, um, you see him kind of stumble into the bathroom, and it causes a bit of a ruckus. You realize if you don't do something quickly... People are going to turn and look. What do you do? I'm going to flip over a tray of food and be like, I will also no longer tolerate this penis ending slop. (laughs) I have had my fill and and I will have no more. (laughs) Um, And then there's kind of like an oh, Captain, my captain moment where other people start standing up and being like, I will have no more. I will have no more. 
a lady stands up and she's like, solidarity for the penis, and like flips one to the ground. Um, and yes, you've created a, now there, there's, a, there's a proper ruckus going on. Um, so, uh, Ryan, you're able to slip into the bathroom. Great. Um, Just my fist in the air. The middle class baby shrinking, but our penises will not. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ryan, you grab him. Um, what do you say to him as you cast Shocking Grasp? I say, uh, how about this for a pig person? Porky. Uh, and then <laughs> I, I try to fry him into bacon. That's, that's, these are my goals. <laughs> All right, go oh, ahead. Uh, so that's, a, what is it? It's a melee attack. Melee attack. Uh, you add your spellcasting bonus, which I believe is six. It's six. Plus, I'm using my jade hand, which is actually my arcane firearm. Ah. So does that add an additional plus I six? I believe How it will work? add additional. Uh, no. So um, it will add a D8 to the damage. Nice. I got a magic hand. I'm super cool. That is eight. Eight points of damage. All right. No, that is eight to hit. Do I need to roll the hit? Um, you, you can have advantage because he's surprised. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> ah, nat 20. Oh, there, there we go. go. Hey. Um, so you begin to, you can roll, I mean, you can, we can skip rolling damage because honestly. It's 48 damage, so whatever yeah, he, it is. He's a normal person. <laughs> um, so uh, you electrocute him um, and uh, his, his oh. eyes go wide. Um, and as you kind of raise him off the ground and, and sort of shock him. Uh, with his dying uh, gasp, he kind of reaches down and checks himself, and he's like, still there. And he smiles slightly, uh, and then his eyes burst. Um, oh, God. And, right. uh, I, I, like, kick the bathroom door closed behind me so the smell yeah, doesn't yeah, of get course. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you turn on the fan. <laughs> honestly, like, I turn on the fan. I, like, take his pin off, but it's very smelly in here, so, like, I got to shove him through the porthole if he'll fit. Sure. It's it's not uh, an easy shove, but you, you... I put the time in. You get there. Uh, it um, smells like corpse, and I'm worried that people are going to know... So I, uh, it turns out underneath my, my trench coat, I actually, like, I, I, I realized I need to take a shit to cover the smell. <laughs> so I, I open the trench coat and I actually have like, it, like, it looks like a ammo ring. Like strips. a bandolier. It's like multiple bandoliers that are just metal things interlocked that nobody has. It looks almost like the Klingon, like, bands sure, yeah. that Worf wears. Okay. Uh, and then just tidy whiteies. Like I'm full Walter White <laughs> underneath this. So I like drop down. <laughs> And I go to the bathroom so that if somebody opens it, it will smell like a corpse, but also just like a pig man crap. <laughs> so I'm hoping it'll all become its own thing. Uh, so as you you cover up your crime, um, <laughs> his body uh, sort of like flies out of the, the side of the car, um, down past kind of the, uh, the, the interlocking rail tiles, um, cracks hideously against the ground and kind of rolls to, to a stop as the, uh, the train car sort of whip by him. Um, and uh, and carry on, um, and as uh, his his charred corpse uh, begins to cool, um, there's sort of a whoosh of air as a sky car shoots past him, and on board uh, someone cocks a crossbow and goes, "Huh? Well, someone already got the party started, I guess." Someone else goes, "Well, one down. Rest of the cars to go." Our Eberron one-shot features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Elizabeth at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and of course, our awesome DM is Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's art is by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R on Twitter. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunderhorse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-A. 
C-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you could join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks for listening. Smash that like button and show your love to one shots. DJ one shots out of here. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.